This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So welcome to episode 14 of the One Was Had a Dream podcast. Tonight I am joined by AFC Wimbledon Royalty, some of the Combine County's league winning double winners, I think they are, double winners, Ross Standen and Andrew Sullivan. How are we doing, boys? You all right? Yeah, really good. Really good. Thanks for having us on. Evening. Oh, thanks very much for coming on. I, uh, since we started the podcast, I've always wanted to get some of the... I, I said we had uh, Gareth Graham on, but I've always wanted to get some of the older players. Unfortunately, Danny Oakins couldn't join us unfortunately he had an emergency so but we don't need Danny do we we've got two legends on <laughs> so it's fine but uh so first off we'll, we'll jump straight into it how, how did you get involved with AFC Wimbledon because obviously we had the trials at Wimbledon, uh, Wimbledon Common uh, we had the game against Sutton where Coops then decided he wanted to come and get involved and Andy I think as I said before you you were literally in from second day and then Ross joined later on how, how did it all come about? Um, so from my point of view, um, I just left Staines Town um, uh, the, the season prior and um, was basically looking at you know opportunities that I think I went with Hampton Borough, uh, sorry, Hampton and Richmond Borough, which was uh, Ian McDonald was the manager at the time. So I went down to have a look at that with him. And then uh, Bromley, I went over to there as well. Stuart McIntyre was the, uh, the gaffer there. And uh, just obviously went to have a look like you were doing non-league in pre-season, just change your club. And uh, my my good mate, my best mate, um, Danny Roberts, he was in the trials and managed to get through. Uh, left back and also uh, Andy Hunt, who was a goalkeeper, uh, who played in the first game at Sutton United. Uh, they were both down here and they've gone, they recommended me to Terry. So, you know, I got a call, phone call literally straight after the... Um, the, the Sunday, the day before, day after, sorry, and it's like, uh, look, do you like, do you want to get involved? And obviously, I've seen all the press, seen what happened with MK and everything else, and you know, it's like, you know, like every football fan, it's like, you know, unbelievable. But you know, when, when it was it came closer to home, I didn't think about the non-league situation, whatever it was, and and the game didn't even cross my mind. It was only when Dan said he went down there, and then uh, you know, Terry's picks up the ball, goes, do you want to play? It was, a, it was a no-brainer. You know, I was looking at all the press and I think, I thought, well, absolutely. I mean, no disrespect to Staines Town. I was really enjoyed it there and, you know, 200 people and, you know, a couple of dogs watching the game. You know, it was, <laughs> you know, you can't ignore playing in front of four and a half thousand people, 
and uh, you know, Dulwich Hamlet went down there, Champion Hill. The yellow T-shirts were there, you know. The, the, I can't remember what it said on the slogan, but it's like I was there. Back to Plough Lane. And yeah, 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 that was it. Yeah, that's right. And then um, I just remember going, "Wow, but these guys know that we've got proper jobs like these guys, and we're just you know <laughs> trying to trying to see if we can play a good game of football." But it was a lot of trialists. It wasn't the prettiest game, but I don't think it mattered at that point. I think it was the fact of mm. you know getting the games of football together, the start of everything else, and there was a lot of you know raw people that wanted to give them everything. You know, there wasn't a lot of quality in the in in, in the first few trial games uh, without being disrespectful. Well, I don't, I'm not going to do that. But um, Simon Bassey mentions that quite often in, in terms of whenever you speak to him. But uh, I, think, I think on that day it was this is brilliant. But wow, we've got to work cut out to get a good side here. You know, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So uh, here we are. And Ross, because you was at Withdean, you said previously, and then. Uh... How did it come about that you then joined Wimbledon? Uh, yeah, so my first game for with Dean was actually against uh, Wimbledon up at Kings Meadow. Uh, I just signed. I just signed from Lewis, so I've been there for like a year and a half, two years, and we'd had a successful season. I got injured, and the goalkeeper came in, done really, really well. So I was out of the side for about two months. So I just needed to play football at that age. So um, I come to uh, with Dean. Obviously, the whole thing with Rib Dean was they were playing at Rib Dean Stadium at the time and then um, they wouldn't allow us to get promotion once we won it the first year, obviously, that AFC started. And so we all left virtually and went to Worthing and became Worthing. So um, I'd had a hernia up um, in the last few games for uh, Wimbledon. Sorry, for Rib Dean, I'd done my hernia and so I missed it. And then I was injured the first game in the seat, a few games of the season for Worthing, got back in. We were flying. And then, um, as managers do, they wanted to improve the squad and they signed a goalkeeper called Will Packer who had made three or four appearances for Brighton of Albion first team. Uh, Alan Pook and Danny were friends of mine, etc. And after about the same sort of thing, after about two months, being that sort of age, like 31, you just need to play football, really. So... Um, Funny enough, I don't know how it was, but Dodge, his name is Paul Rogers, who was who played for Sutton United actually when they beat Coventry. Um, he he, he from there he got a move to Sheffield United and was uh, played for Wigan and played for Brighton. Was the captain of Brighton for two years when they got one league to League One. He come and he'd retired and played for Worthing, and he just said to me, he could see how frustrated I was. He said, um, uh, "Someone I know has just taken over at AFC Wimbledon, uh, which is Nicky." Nick in English, and he said, would you be interested? And I was like, well, yeah, blimey. I said, we played against them last year, my first game. There was like 3,300 people there. It's ridiculous. So, and all of a sudden, that was on the Monday. On the Tuesday, I'd spoken to Nicky. On the Tuesday evening, I'd come up to sign the forms. And it was very surreal. I had a photograph on the, on the pitch with Chris. So, oh, I think I was still like the programme, actually. I was looking through all my stuff. Alongside my, my dad gave them to me recently. I had loads of stuff there. And uh, yeah, it was, um, so I joined then and uh, yeah, I'll say I'll still keep in touch with a few of them. I spoke to Sally on, on, on Twitter, direct messages and uh, Ginge and things like that. Matty Everard, I've, I've still got his number, I haven't really spoken to him recently. Lou Taylor, Lou Taylor we signed yeah. when I left, retired. We actually got um, Lou Taylor to come and play for us at Whitehawk. 
things like that. And I see him, he's now playing still for Burgess Hill and I'm the manager of Whitehall. So we see him a couple of weeks ago. Jamie Taylor, I still see, he's down my way. I used to travel up with him all the time. So, no, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a surprise, but obviously a, a great surprise. And even though I was only there from probably January onwards, I think it was. Um, yeah, obviously great experience. Great experience, great dressing yeah. room. Just everything about the club was was fantastic and wasn't your typical combined county, stroke county league football club by any means, or even in an Ismian league football club by any means, do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, very fond memories. Did, you, uh, did, did Danny offer you a cup of tea when you come in? <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did you think we'd be as successful as we are now? I know we're a League One team, like I've always said, and a lot of Wimbledon fans said, if we could get to the conference, that's where we'd be happy to be because... Being a Wimbledon FC fan, I was travelling up and down the country, going to Liverpool's, going to Norwich's and things like that. And just to get back to travelling up and down and big stadiums was what I wanted. But in the Combine Counties days, did you think we'd ever be that successful? Like, I, it always surprises me we, we didn't get non-league players wanting to play, like begging to play for us. It was like they thought, oh, I don't know, I'm not sure it might foul after a year or two. And, you know, like FC United have not done as well as maybe some have predicted. Did you think this was going to go as well as it did, or did you think, all right, it's, we just waved, we'll just jump on that wave and see how far it takes us? I think um, it was, it was, it's very strange because I think for me personally, I've gone in, I was in a situation where I've left the club to go to another place, but something phenomenal's happened. And it's like, you know, I do, you know, without being um, disrespectful to Combine Counties, I was like, well, I didn't want to, I didn't want to take the step down. I wanted to remain where I was. But how are you going to turn down, you know, four and a half thousand people watching you week in, week out? And there was a stage where you're thinking, okay, well, you know, this could have last, you know, let's let's ride the wave and see what happens. Mm. Um, but I think the unique situation was is is you know. A lot of the boys that were playing and started out were either Wimbledon fans that are local to the area that have been in the game in some shape or form and knew the drill. I mean, I wasn't a Wimbledon fan, didn't know the history as well as all the others, but pretty much was educated within a <laughs> six-week period, right? Bang, 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 this is what you need for that. And, uh, you know, without the obvious, you know, stick it long, put it in the mixer, is like, actually, this is what's happened. This is what we've been through. This is the, this is the nightmare scenario. Imagine if it happened to, to your club that you supported, you know. And it was like, wow, this is, this is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. But, but it, at that point, and to, to get back to your question, it's like thinking, we're here, this is on a journey, actually, there's some real people that, you know, were going to watch your Neil Shippley's, your F and the Cuckoo's, and what have it, and They've, they've given up their precious time for the love of their club to go, do you know what? We're going to Chessington United away, you know, around a, a white railing. But the difference is, is we're all there for our club and we're going to make this thing happen. And it was sort of like, oh, we've got to give them everything because this, 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 is, this is what it is. This is real. They, they keep coming. They keep, we're also, you know, we, we were giving it our everything as well. Uh, but enjoying the, the ride at the same time, it was like we knew what we were playing for. And I think that was the difference. It was like, you know what, we'll go in the final. We hear the stories, we hear the, the good things and, and, and all the bad things. And, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on, but we didn't know how long it was going to go for. We knew by the time mid season we were getting better players in and we knew we would obviously start 
climbing, I thought, you know what, if, if, if we keep that going and you know, start to get to the certain areas of, of Rhyme, then you're not far off. It's just a matter of mentality and concentration, like, you know, what's you're involved in that now. But, um, yeah, to start with, to answer your question properly, it was, where's this going to go? How long for? Well, you know what? We're in it. We'll give it our all until, until whatever happens. So we didn't know if it was going to be a Russian and Diamond situation, but um, yeah, you know, it wasn't. Thank God. I won't lie. When I when I turned up at Sutton for the first preseason, I absolutely hated it. I thought, no, I can't watch this. Not being disrespectful for yourself who played for Wimbledon, and and now you're up there with the Michael Hughes's for me and 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 the Neil Sullivan's. Uh, but when I got there, I thought I've gone. I'm going from watching F Anakuku, Neil Sullivan. Michael Hughes to now watching Andy Sullivan and I'm like I can't do it and then not being as I said not being rude I was watching no, 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 it's, it's, yeah, in the world and I, I knew a little bit about non-league but there was a lot of women fans who literally knew nothing about non-league football they'd go watch Sutton if women were away stuff like that and then now we're watching and now, as I said now I put you up there with them them players that I what F Anakuku's Neil Sullivan's I put you boys alongside them as greats of watch Wimbledon and it's quite strange to me because my boy He's 12 now and he goes and watches. He, he only thinks AFC Wimbledon have been around since League Two conference days. He don't know about the combine count these days and stuff like that. So and another question I want to ask is after Nick English and Terry Eames, Dave Anderson came in. And there's a thing that Dave Anderson says is that he got brought in because he had to kind of professionalise the club a little bit because there were stories about the coaches wouldn't be taking AFC Wimbledon. They didn't want to take the team. Is there any stories between behind that? Because that's what most people want to listen to. That there was some drinking involved on the coaches <laughs> and stuff, and a lot of stuff. Uh, uh, as, in the, as in the coaches with wheels. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Uh, I can't remember the name. Is it Tellings? Tellings was the name of the firm. It took us on a few away days. There was a. There was an incident. Uh, or. Um, you know, I think after the Harley Whitney game, you both try to be careful, here, aren't you? I can't remember the name of the firm. Was it Golden Miller Tellings? I can't remember what they're called. Um, first, no, first off, on Dave Anderson, um, I think uh, Nicky was off to both from, from Terry, and it was um, mid season, quick transition, and uh, Nicky obviously had uh, you know, a great relationship with quite a few of the the guys are already there and Neil Robson obviously managed that through to the, the season. I think I think everybody knew that it was always going to be temporary. You know, Nicky was a great guy and obviously saw it through and, you know, was lucky with obviously the amount of boys that we had and obviously the, the quality that we had in the, in the second season to obviously win that at Canter and, uh, and obviously get us through to the, the next Roman League. And I think when Dave came in, it was probably the right decision they, they knew they had to you know it's all about the club it's not about anybody else it's not about being romantic about keeping what it is at the end of the day it's a business moving forward and um i liked i like dave and i liked his uh his, his coaching staff that he came in with and you can see obviously the caliber it was that next level the next step up uh from obviously what um we'd had over the last two seasons and no disrespect to Terry and Nicky they could only work with what they had and obviously where they were going to obviously get it going as well. Very unique situation. But at that point it was sort of um, right now in the rival league it's now time to compete and let's see how far we get. Um I like the way Dave was I liked his 
his uh his ambition and how he can yeah, can set up and uh you know master stroke getting bass involved and uh making him part of the coaching staff and obviously that was proven throughout the uh, the you know recent times. But um so did you me, did you did you stay there uh sorry I, 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 I stayed the whole pre-season bit yeah and uh I went to Car Shorten um with Billy I can't remember his name uh, I went with Coops to 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 Car Shorten Athletic. Billy Smith. Billy Smith, that's it. And uh, I got to be honest, great guys down at Car Shorten players that were down there at the time. I just it just didn't happen. It just wasn't. It was a weird situation. It was one of those ones where I could have stayed and played for a place, but I think I had that. I was 24, 25, and I was like, I can do the reserves, but I can't do the reserves. And I think I was, there was a part of me that was, I wasn't signed yet still. And I was like, Shall I, I don't want to go, but I, I might have to go to go and get to the first football. So I could have stayed. Could fair, you, you, yeah. you, fair, you come from Stainstown, which is a good club as well, which is a high league as well, isn't it? Do you mm. know what I mean? To then step down and then come up, you don't want it to be really playing. Oh, you were fortunate you got a chance. I get on really well with Dave. I've got his number. I speak to him now, see him. Mm. Unfortunately, didn't get the chance. I think it was probably only yourself, Joe. To be fair, no, he, he, he gave me the chance. He gave me the full opportunity. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think I pulled, he started me in the, in the first game against Dagenham. So I worked all my, all my way through that pre-season. He started me against Dagenham. I pulled my car for the first five minutes. So I was out the first pre-season block games. I think we played Brentford, Luton, some other club. So, and we, we won all of those. And obviously, I know they put mixed teams out. And then I got myself fit. And it was Ashford Town, Middlesex, like I think one day before the campaign started, but I'd still not negotiated any contracts with, um, with the club or Dave. So as a part of my pressure going, on, oh, you sign me or not? And, you know, I mean, I've, I've just done the league and cut double there, you know, <laughs> anything, cut, you're going to give me anything, you can see what I'm about, I, can, I work hard and the rest of it, but I love bullshit injury. And uh, I think Dave was like, well, I like you, Sully. I need to see more. And that was fair because it's like he, he, he's got ideas. He knows people from obviously, I think he came from Haribara, I think, at the time. Um, and, he, you know, he, could, he had to pick up lots of people. So for me, it was about, oh, shit, I'm, I'm in a quandary. And I think, I, I think for me, the regret was I could have given it a bit longer and I might have been in and out. I might have been a squad player and, and he'd give it one more bit and then obviously seen it from there. But it's, it's you know, no regrets. You know, I left, went to court, Carl Shorten. Did work out, went straight to Whiteleaf, and uh, when I was at Whiteleaf, turned up in that dressing room, it was Lee Sipwell, it was Daniel, <laughs> it was Lewis Taylor, it was Ginge, and uh, I think my first training session was um, Danny Oakins just went out to warm up with just his boots and his pads on and nothing else, you know, typical Danny Oakins in the November cold, but there we are. I do, I do like the way you two skipped that question, though, a little bit, uh, no no real stories about the coaches, but yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. All I can say to you is we went we did the um the cup final, didn't we? The combined Yes at Woking. Yeah. Woking. So I was talking to my missus earlier on. So it was 20 years ago, it was her 30th birthday, it was. And also we had the, the cup final that night, and it was a Friday night. And obviously we turned up and it was just it was like it was like playing. I've never been a professional football player. I know Sully was at St. Southampton, so but it was ridiculous because there was like, I don't know how many people were there at four and a half, five and a half, oh, whatever it was. Yeah. It, it was like absolutely mobbed, probably on the worst. Right. Of it. 
worst football pitch we've ever been <laughs> on is. We, as fans, fans, everywhere. as fans, we treated it like it was an FA Cup final. It was like Wembley. It was our first oh, Cup final. Incredible. So we, there was people on open top buses. We yeah. we got down to woke woke into Wimbledon's literally nothing. It's about forty five minutes on the train. I think we got down there about midday to like balloons <laughs> wow, everywhere. We were in we were in the spoons at like midday at Woking. Uh, and yeah, everyone treated it like it was like the FA Cup final. That big main stand behind yeah, flags, yeah. balloons, and that was packed. And then you had uh, the the midsection that was packed there, and then you had the the sort of like the cop end, if you like, down the other end where it was all standing. And I still always loved playing in that ground because we played in that ground, what, four times we played against Westfield and they used that as their home ground. And uh, I loved it because it was the fact that you felt, even though we weren't pros, you felt like you were a pro because we packed out the ground, we made it our own. And uh, I was lucky enough to score a couple of times. And one game that I did score, which wasn't a cup final, but it was, Actually, dropping that in. I've got a slot in, but I, I, I put the ball away. A nice another video that's got Sally. Sally, I'm like, yeah, that's brilliant. That's what you want. That, that's what that, I can take that away with me and have that forever. You know, I don't know who it was. Do we, do we played there and uh, they were giving him loads of stick. We signed uh, Shane Small King Small and King. he scored. Oh, oh my God. He, he came off the right wing and scored a left foot about 35 yards. And it was like a plane taken off. And they were giving him so much stick, they, they were clattering and everything. He just got up. That was Chesterton. Chesterton. It just yeah. went past people. Was, for first fun, game. Yeah. was that yeah. was that Chesterton Hook when we won six three and we had two men sent on? Yeah. That was yeah. No, that, no, 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 that, no, no. We played. This was what this was a game when we played at Woking. So we must have played. Woking oh yeah, the, was, we played the league yeah, we played West Westfield at uh, Woking's ground, and um, that, you that get stick there as well. Yeah, that game there. That was nearly the, toward the end of the season, and I say. Because I'd, I'd had my hernia the year before, I got brought back too quickly when I was at Mervyn, and oh, I wasn't the most mobile. But I, mean, I was in terms of the most, my mobility was even worse because my groin and my back were pulling up and things like that. And I played in that game. And we, we went three-one down, I think we did. We think, oh no, we're going to lose the unbeaten sort of thing. And then all of a sudden, it just, we just went bang, 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 bang. And there was two people. There was like fighting outside the changing room. <laughs> there was, do you know what I mean, everything was going off, and it was. It was just amazing. I, was, I say the uh, the cup final. I remember I just said to my missus, she's just gone out, and it, she was her thirtieth birthday on that Friday. And I said, "Yeah, I'll be back straight after the game. Don't worry about it." <laughs> I think I, I think I got back in at eleven o'clock the next morning because we went back to King's Meadow, didn't we? And I phoned her. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. "Look, can I just stay up?" And she went, "There's no point you coming back now. It's like going to be about eleven o'clock by the time you get home." <laughs> so I mean, I stayed at but I stayed at Gavin Bulger's house with um, <laughs> oh, with, Natalia. With, yeah, we've we've it might be McQuinney actually. I think it might have been at the time. They're like, oh my god, we're sort of like we're battered. And you just like you just treat you treat like royalty, wouldn't you? Well, we went to Lee Lee Lee's pub, didn't we? I can't remember his surname now. Um, Jamie Jamie Taylor's uh, yeah two kids by his daughter and he yeah yeah they yeah. Were, yeah he was the ex yeah. assistant manager Harwood wasn't he? Lee Harwood That's Lee Harwood. Yeah, uh, we I can't remember what the name of the pub was, but it was um literally it was in Wimbledon somewhere. And he got, <laughs> he got, he got closed. He got, he literally got to eleven thirty, like last August. Yeah. And we had people were out on the street, and the police were just driving past, like waving. Yeah. And they did, they, they did yeah. a locking. They did a locking in there, sort of like to about one o'clock. And we went back to King's Meadow, and people were still there with a locking, and the police didn't mind. It was just like, I it, was just, it, it was just. I ended up at King's King's Meadow, and then I think I ended up in Poonanar. Uh, and I think I told my missus the same. I'd be home after the game and stuff. I, I did get into about four in the morning. 
uh, gave her the old, yeah, I'm only having two drinks and yeah, getting four in the morning. I was uh, a serious question I wanted to ask you boys from uh, stuff. Now you get a lot of stick and stuff, not, not you boys, but in football in general, there's a lot of stick and stuff. How did it, how did you find it going from say watching people, 200 people, and most, I, I go to non-league now and there's, say, 50, 100 people there. The players don't get many stick. To go into 4,000 people and them going, Sully, that's not good enough, that's shit. Or, Ross, you've let in a really shit goal now. What You're not good enough. How did you find that? Oh, How I got you... it a lot. I, I, I got it as soon as I set step on the pitch, being a bit curvier than most. <laughs> <laughs> I used to get it straight away. And it was fine. It was like, not an issue. It was like, um, you know, I used to even get it like in the program. It would be like... Um, yeah, we're our stocky winger. I was like, oh, <laughs> get it straight away from the editor. What's going on here? It's like, but it's just it's just one of those things that I'm always I was always going to get it. So I just thought, do you know what? I either just run with it or you know cry about it. And so it was a bit of it was a part of me. I was like, I was getting it a lot, and I was like, oh, God. and then there was a little bit. We had a little bit of culture. We had a few drinks and all the rest of it. But at the same time, I still did my own. But I just thought I couldn't run with this banter. But no, Frankham join the club but I can't remember if it was mid-season the first season he, you know what he was like he was just lively straight away so he would go you know why with someone and I'm like oh no there you go right and I'm sat there and I'm going he's coming and he's gone you look like Tyrone from Coronation Street <laughs> and I was like why Why have you just said that in front of the whole dressing room because that's going to sit down forever <laughs> so I got that and then uh, I got Mickey Quinn a few times and uh, I didn't mind that because he scored a lot so um yeah, but no, it, it, what was brilliant was um, every time I used to always take corners, so I'd come over and as soon as I put the ball down, obviously I'd step back. There'd always be one, one guy go, Sally, do you want to be my murder? Like, <laughs> it's not like straight to go there. <laughs> exactly, it's brilliant. It's not like I loved football, it. Right? It, was, it was just, yeah, exactly. Because right, you're a goalkeeper and a lot, a lot of keepers get stick. At non-league football because obviously they're the closest to the crowd. Mm-hmm. How, how did you find it? Obviously, we've Dean had a few, Worthing had a few fans as well, to be fair, but on the levels that if you let a bad goal in, how did you find it? I can't remember letting a bad goal in, to honestly. So. <laughs> 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 you let him in, did you? No, to be fair, um, so obviously, one of the main reasons I say, going back to one of your earlier questions, you said, oh, did we do it? I was at Lewis at the time, and obviously, I had it was all in the non-league paper and I think this is going to happen. And you actually think, oh, how long is this going to last for, etc. Then I say, I left there, went to with Dean and with Dean had sort of like had a lot of players who had played Ryman levels, etc. who had dropped down ex-professionals and that. And we came up and my, my first game, so to have a first game in front of 3,300 people, obviously uh, we won that game, but there was a big fight um, the left back for AFC Wimbledon got sent off. Trigger, trigger. Sean Daly. Sean Daly. One of yeah. our players got Brilliant. sent off. <laughs> one, of, one, of, one of our players got sent off. And then I, I remember my first, I think that's the first time I came into the change room as well. And I think it might be Oak said, Here, yeah, you smashed one of our players, you did. And I was like, No, I wouldn't, that wouldn't be me. He said, I remember you did like that. And he's like, <laughs> I was like, No, 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 I weren't there. He's like that. So I'm like, but yeah, so I used to sit on the bench as you just used to go through to the loo and things like that. So all us, most of the youngsters were on the big part of the bench or the little. So it was like me, Matty, Everard, the older boys were sort of like sitting on that one, the central ones. You just watch all the rest of them go absolutely mental, sort of. But no, it was quite, just say, being six foot five, wearing all green and with red hair, do you know what I mean? Probably stood out a little bit as well. So um, I, was, I was, it was a much better experience having you on my side rather than the 
time before, obviously him coming up there, people being sent off and getting absolutely pelted as it was. But that's all. It's, it's all part and parcel of it, Nick. I mean, you if you you either embrace it or you or you or you sink, really, didn't you? So and obviously, I played in front of some good crowds at Werbin and Lewis in the times and. It's one of the biggest reasons why I joined, really. Do you know what I mean? You don't actually think about, oh, if it's going wrong, then give me stick. You just want to play in front of big crowds. Yeah. I was, I was, this, sorry, go this on. All, this, is, so this is always one mistake. When we did play against you, and you being six foot five, just remind me of your height. Why on earth was a five foot eight winger trying to leave it on a six foot five goalkeeper in the first place? I can actually. Yeah, if I bet you in the bar, I'll be like, "Oh, sorry, mate. I'm really sorry about that." <laughs> well, you, I don't think I don't think you actually. Yeah, you didn't say that to me when I was on the pitch. When you did it. Oh, I know. Yeah, I was bigger brain. I, I, I mean, I got to the, I went over to the, I went over to the right end of the box. I was right on the line, etc. And I just got it like that. And as I pulled it into me, sort of like there, he just sort of came flying in, sort of like shoulder charge me, head butt me in the, in the swing. And I was like, "What are you doing?" Sort of like. Like that, and he's kind of started out of really, I think you got a yellow card, didn't you? I think, or I don't know if I did, but I think you got a yellow card, definitely. You did, you know, that sort of thing. Sally's looked around, he saw Matt Everard behind him and Danny Oakins and thought, Oh, that's right, then I'll say something here. Yeah. And a little backup, but, don't, don't, don't worry. <laughs> we had, and I'll be Dean Changer, we had some right uh, Andy boys as well. There, we had a massive side as well. We did like Jake, yeah, yeah, Glenn, Glenn Davis, ex pros, they were a big six foot four, six foot, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was good. But it was saying, I say, things like that. Walked in the change room and Sally would say, "Oh, yeah, sorry about that last season, mate. Do you know what I mean? And things like that." So it's, it's, it's good. the reason why I think AFC Wimbledon worked so well back in the, the early days is that the, the characters that we did have, like yourself, Matt Everards, you had the Ursels. So you had like someone like Rob Ursel would just change the game with just 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 a bit of skill, and it put it in the top corner. Everyone's like, "Wow!" You had Joe Shearing who could play, like to drink like to smoke and probably could have made it at a higher level if he had cut all that out. But that's what I think made AFC Wimbledon. That's why I think the fans jumped on board straight away is that it was, there were just lads wanting to play football in front of four and a half thousand people. And there was four and a half thousand people who just wanted to support these, these 11, 15 blokes. Because some of the characters we had was unreal. Like Matt Everard turned down all the shots that AFC Wimbledon. Yeah. And it was yeah. just a huge, like, um, he must have scored about 100 goals. And he was, was a centre-back. It was a good bit of glue. Um, obviously, he didn't drive so at that point. And um, I was the nearest person to him, albeit in Bracknell. Um, you know, pick him up from Ashfell, just outside of Woolshot, straight out of the A3. So, you know, it wasn't far. But obviously got to know him really well at the time. And He scored you know, 25 goals, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> One season, he scored 25 goals. Obviously, oh, me, me or Six just to hang it up. It was like it was either me taking the corners or Sid's over the other side taking, you know, just whipping in a free kick. And you know what? If it wasn't Coops getting little bits, you know, from drop downs, it'd be ever our back stick. But I couldn't believe people didn't pick them up. It was just like I don't, just... I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it was, to be fair, it, it will not tell people now I played with a certain half who scored 25 goals. <laughs> they that's go, that's true. Good, that's, truthfully, one yeah. of the first things they say is they say, well, that's good, 25 goals in your career. I went, no, that was in the season. And I said, I said, whatever he did, I said, wherever you put the ball, he he was he was he was like a magnet. Really, he just had a four, he just had a very very good stroke, lucky sort of like wherever he ran in the box, the ball seemed to be in front of him. And obviously they called him caveman. When he attacked the ball, he attacked the ball. He wasn't a small lad. He was six foot two, powerful built. Do you know what I mean? So he he, he just scored goals for run, didn't he? 
It's all in the delivery rush. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah. that way. laughs> As I said, he made bad calls at good balls. He did yeah, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 made a bad cross at good. Yeah, that, you said that, amazing. And even Oaks, Oaks used to score. Yeah. Really, do you think, like, the goals Oaks used to score, Oaks used to be with him a sort of one, he'd be centre-half, all of a sudden, I thought he was rude, wouldn't he? He'd play out to, like, give on the right back, play a one-two with him, all of a sudden, he'd be in the box, like, one-on-one with the goalkeeper, and you're like, what are you doing up there, sort of? But he, he played. Uh, Oaks, okay, yeah, he's crazy, and things like that, great character, but he could play football as well. He was yeah. a great footballer. Yeah, he was a really good footballer. And do you know what, as well, I just do remember, he used to always nick a little you know, corner, little little near post flick, whatever it might be. And uh, there's a couple of those that are on video. You know, the video, I think it was the Charles Miller Brothers, I can't remember what they're called. Miller Brothers, they've done the videos or something and these DVDs that they sold at the time. And I, I bought them um, not so long ago and um, didn't realise how many Danny scored near post. Yeah. I was going to ask you to, like, at AFC Wimbledon, who, who would you have said you, you thought how are you at this level? Why are you not playing higher level? Like the best player that you played with at AFC Wimbledon, and you thought, like we mentioned, say Matt Everard, Rob Ursel, people like that, you thought, with the right application, how are you playing in combined counties, Ryman one, Ryman Prem? Like you should be playing high levels. Here's it. I saw Bass, Simon Bassey, um, I can't remember when I was 28, 29, when I, he was like a little bit older than me. Um, and I knew he had a, bad injuries that happened to him at all shot. So I knew the levels he was playing. Um, I think he was a, a pro at Charlton with Sean Daly. Sean Daly was at um, Lillishaw um, and obviously, you know, went through that that, that early bit in the youth. So they, they were they were at that high level early on and you could see the quality they had, but Bassey's knee was gone. But when he was ready, you knew what he was about. You knew what he played. It was, what was there to be won? It was like, well, he's there all in. And uh, it was a different mentality. He, he was born to win, get the ball, you know, and, and when he could get the ball, he, could, he not only could he, he was a centre-fielder playing left-back. You know, that, that, that's because he, he couldn't do the centre-field job because of his neck. But you could tell he could play. And he would just give it me. It was easy, you know, and, uh, for me, um, you know, Coops was a great finisher. Um, Ginge, you could tell he was a baller yeah. as well. But again, injury for me, uh, you know, that's why he didn't get covered. But it was just the intelligence that Ginge had. Little balls, little fives, little nicks around the corner. You know, if he bought himself some pace off of eBay, he would have been much <laughs> higher, you know. But, it, you know, what a player he was. But... I think, I'll yeah, I'll probably go. I was just saying, just before it was, it was just sorry, mate. Just before went on the switchover, just before I left, Robert Ursel was a different breed. What a player, like they're just natural talent and ability. Um, you know, he's a bit of a, bit of a, bit of a freak in a, in a good way, you know, just some of the goals he come up with, some of the tricks, some of the drop the shoulder, you know, brilliant. Um, so obviously I got released by Dave when as soon as he joined we did one or two training sessions with him and then he just brought obviously about five lads stayed actually signed on for the next year and the rest of the 14, 15 got released so I was only there from the January to the April so I'd say strangely enough um, I knew that Jamie Taylor you could see Jamie Taylor had something yeah Jamie you think at the time I played the year before We'd pipped, Lewis had pipped Horsham to the title and he scored 32 goals as an 18-year-old. 
Mm. Yeah, and we had a 17 year old who scored 35 goals, sort of like that. But I knew how good he was, sort of. And he went to Aldershot, I think, then came on loan and then. Then he stayed there from, but he was he was class. I used to drive up with him. Most good goal scorer. He was nat- quite natural, wasn't he? Yeah. Actually, just, you know, I forgot. I forgot about Ryan Gray. Gigsy. Gigsy is a great. Well, that's, that's the one I was about to say. Gigsy. Yeah. I said I didn't know. I, I played against him for Whiteleaf, and what a delivery he had! Oh my god! And even after that, I used to keep an eye on him and things like that. And he just went back to playing for Whiteleaf, and but no disrespect to Whiteleaf, but it, you just think the delivery he had on the run was, is like just ridiculous. He set up so many goals, didn't he? Do you know what I mean? From that side. I, I remember him. So he was a YTS, maybe first year pro at Fulham, um, coming through and uh, Alan Court. When I left Southampton, I went to Fulham. Um, so I'd done my apprenticeship, um, first year pro, wasn't going to get it with Sooness. And uh, John Mortimer, who was at Southampton, stuck me out to um, Mosford Park, home. Fulham, Mickey Adams, ex-Saints was the boss up there at the time, just before Al Fayed's money came in. Sean Davis was a YT, um, Ryan Gray was a YT, Martin Jackson was a YT, but um, I think Sean got his pro contract and all this But I remember Giggsy being there. And um, so when it came back, fast forward to Avis Wimbledon, and Giggsy's come along, and I'm, I'm left with it at the time. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, shit. I'm going to have to, like, you know, really step up here. And uh, and then I just went, Sid, I'm going to try a right wing as well. Do you, do you mind? <laughs> so it's, it's a little bit of a... So the thing is, for me, it was like, good competition, you know, up against Giggsy. Giggsy's natural left He's left-footed. I was never left-footed. So I could use my left hand problem, but it was a matter of, it was a natural, wide left-foot player with an unbelievable skill, good gait, whips in the box every time. Hey, me and Sid, we, we, we had the opportunity. Sometimes I'd be in front of Ryan, whatever it might be. Um, so all three of us, we rotated quite often. But Sid, um, Sid's ended up playing in the midfield, quite a central midfielder. Like, so he was so fit, wasn't he? I mean, the bloke could he drank and smoke like, <laughs> literally, and, and could run like well, his brother. Obviously, his brother at the time. Yeah, he lungs, gone. didn't he? No his brother didn't he play for Brighton down this way? I mean, yeah. like, he just literally ran and ran. And he, he, I remember he used to be in the bar after. As a young lad, like in his Arsenal track, so it was like that. And it just like Lee, like Lee was a scaffolder. But him, well, I think that him and Oates worked together, didn't they? Yeah. He still, That's he it. still looks the same now. Since they cut like from the same cloth. He didn't have a literally yeah. a bit of fat on him at all, did he? Right. Right. He was like a greyhound. He was. He was like literally. He could run. He had a, about four or five broken noses a year as well, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. like, so he'd tackle a brick wall. He would do. He was like literally. He's, and he was good size as well, wasn't he? he was like six foot, six one, sort of that sort yeah, of size. Yeah, he was, he, yeah. And do you know what? He's always been consistent in terms of he, you know, yeah. how he is. He won our player of the year. Lee said, right? he did, yeah. yeah. So good. Won our player the, the amount year. Amount of crosses, amount of goals he scored. Yeah. Right wing, brilliant. Yeah. Oh, but oh, you oh, think in, in the youngsters as well, Gibbo? Gibbo. Class, wasn't he? And Dobbo as well, when he went to Dobbo. Yeah, Dobbo, sorry. Yeah, Ray's part of And then obviously, he just came in and he was like, I was thinking, can we stop getting these left wingers in? That might be. <laughs> 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 complex, yeah? The other question they was, was they moved to the left back in the end, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other question That's I was going to ask is uh, when, when you left AFC Wimbledon, how, how did you find the transition from going again from four and a half thousand people? playing that and then going back to say like you did to Car Shorten and stuff did, did you find it difficult did you think ah oh, I, I want to be back playing Privacy Wimbledon again or it was just socks up get on with it a bit of both so um, you know I won't lie so there's a part of you that's like well you're still picking up a little bit 
you know, in terms of obviously, you know, topping up your, your, your wages from your normal job. And the love of the game, you, you know, you want to play as high as you can, while you can. And, uh, you know, for me, it was like, right, well, that's happened. I've already experienced by leaving pro football to get out of it, to go to non-league. Um, you know, it's come around again, you've got a massive non-league club that feels like a pro club. So it felt like you were leaving a pro club again, you know. Uh, and then you move in. Uh, so the irony was, was going to play for a club, two leagues up at the time, but it felt like a demotion, you know. Yeah. No disrespect to culture, not on the play. But the point was, is you were playing Conference South. And I was like, well, I'm going to do the best I can to get here and just see how I can get on. But it, I, I, you know, I won't lie to you, it was like, you look around and you're thinking, well, that's empty, that's empty, that's empty. Because you got, not that you got used to it and it was you were never going to be complacent because you were so grateful of people watching you and you, you know, getting involved in it. But it just took a bit of the old, you know, it was a bit, a bit like that. It was like, oh, Okay, so you have to pick yourself up and just like concentrate. It's a it's a small bit, but it did it. It did, it did you know it did cross your mind. Ross, um, yeah. So um, I've got to say, I've got to point this out actually. Eric Samuelson, um, class, absolute class act. When I left, yeah. etc., I, I was gutted. To be fair, I got a phone call from Dave. He just said, "Look, I don't think um, you're mobile enough." I said, "Look, I, I explained the situation. I know I had a chance." He said, "No, and I'm bringing in." Danny Nisbet. Yeah. Danny Nisbet. Yeah, Danny Nisbet. I've he said he's paying up for Barnet. And I said, okay, I'll back myself. I said, I know that I'll keep 20 clean sheets a year. And he said, look, I can't afford to keep the both of you um, from that sort of thing. Obviously, gutted I was, but I'll say Dave's good. I'll pick up the phone to Dave now. as good as gold. Seen him loads of times in the other dugouts. Um, but Eric wrote to me and just said, look, I understand from Dave that you're gutted. Just want to say thank you very much. And a letter here. And I think I still got the letter. I said, my dad kept the letter. Just saying that you'd always be a part of our growth, etc. No matter how long long you've been here or, or short time period you've been here, thank you very much for your dedication. And do you know what I mean? And so, so, so something like that, it's obviously great. Um, I left there, and funny enough, I went to a club. We're talking about not bust and boom, but a little bit. But I went to a club called Ringmore in the County League of Sussex County League. But the reason I joined them, they were like one of the favourites for the, like the version of combined counties. Year and a half before I played for AFC, I played for Lewis and we'd won the Ryman League. We got to the Senior Cup final, the Vars quarter final, and the FA Cup first round against Stoke. And about seven of them players, all local lads, had left there when Steve King had just gone in there after, and they joined Ringmer. So the physio actually became the manager at Ringmer. He was next professional at Brighton and at Kingstonian, actually, uh, John Crumpin. So he went back there and offered me a good deal when I was playing with mates. So I stayed there for two years and then I've gone back. After that, I sort of like retired and went back to my hometown club, White Talk, where I grew up and now I'm the manager now, sort of really. So, um, yeah, we didn't used to get, if we said, like I say, if you got 100, 150, you were lucky. And the pitch was like on the side of a hill, sort of <laughs> like, it was a bit like Range Park Vale. So it wasn't like Kings Meadow. So the change room was probably no bigger than the toilet. Well, I think John Harris is a, physio when we big in our change room so it was like yeah a massive obviously so you've gone from Lewis with Dean didn't get many but Worthing did got a good following great ground etc to then go and play at Kings Meadow for AFC with all the good times you had and then the only comfort I can say really is uh, say I had an opportunity to do it um, and I wasn't on my I wasn't on my Todd to be released there was probably 14 or 15 other 
what I'd say, good players, but they've probably done the right thing. He actually, to get out of the league, the same as what Terry and Nicky had done, he got players who were from the league up. So yeah. Dave and did the same thing, didn't he? He got players who had played in that Ryman South or Ryman Premier and then brought them back down. And each and every year, he'd have a bit of a cycle of players that would come from the conference south for the Ryman Premier and things like that. So, um, And obviously, his record's not bad, is it, after he yeah. came in? So he, 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 right he, he, he didn't do <laughs> yeah. bad, did he? So, so, no, no, yeah, so it was a massive, massive culture shock, it was, yeah. do you know what I mean, from that sort of thing. But at the age of 31, sort of, you, you sort of get on with it. You're actually happy still not to see us be playing, but you just think, right, OK, I've got four or five good years left to me. Make sure you enjoy them, really. And uh, But, yeah, it was a bit of a culture shock, it was. Yeah, talk about Eric, because uh, I took my son on the Plough Lane Stadium tour the other week, and it was me and him, and Eric was on it. Uh, and I wanted to take my boy on it, because there's everything from the CCL days up until now. And... Uh, it, yeah, he's, Eric's just brilliant. He, he he talked to my son, and he, it's good to get for my son to know about the Combine Counties because I agree with Eric. You lot, what, whoever played for AFC Wimbledon, from you wore the shirt once to now the League One team, it, I, uh, gratitude is massive. I think most fans feel the same. Uh, it's a shame at the moment with COVID is that because we've come, we said about it, and I know a few other fans is about getting all you boys back down to Plough Lane so you can come onto the pitch packed house and we can then show our gratitude to what it means to us for you playing for us back then because I don't think you've ever been thanked from the fans because obviously it was such a quick rise we went through the leagues like anything so the boys that played in the CCL the boys that played in Ryman Prem the Conference South teams it'd be brilliant have you have you been down to Plough Lane yet? I think Andy you have I'm guessing you haven't at the moment Ross, to, 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 be, to, be, to be fair I, I have but not not at a game yet and um it's uh it's been a bit frustrating. I mean, I I I, uh, I do a lot of work in the Wimbledon area, and um, you know, it's one of those frustrating things. We've got a lot of people on, uh, that around the way just like from the job that I do, and it's sort of like oh, I'm dying to get down to just to gather the opportunities, go to the game, you know, just just to, just just to see a good old few old faces. And you know, Trevor Williams, you know, he's always been good to me. Um, uh, Ivor, um, Mark Jones, um. Uh, Eric Samuelson, you know, when I when I've come down and you know the when we when we did reach League One, uh, I took my son Jude to you know watch a couple of games and uh, you know they were always really good to him and we always went in the bar and it was you know uh, Will Nightingale for example he, he got introduced to my my boy and he was thinking you know, and he said oh that's one of the original boys from CCL and he was like oh really nice to meet you and I was thinking he hasn't got a clue who I am brilliant <laughs> it was, it was, the fact is it's like you know good good for you you know. Lovely lad, and obviously he's you know playing the first team and doing everything that's right. And but he's he made a good fuss of my boy, and uh, didn't need to. But the nice thing was is Eric, Ivor, uh, all the guys made me feel so welcome. And even when I went in the stand behind it, the goal, it was like all these people were like, oh, I saw you doing this. It was just nice. It was just like you know, it was just it, it was nice for me because my son was going, how do they know you? Yeah, it was a nice little thing to go on. Well, you know, explain what's what's twice, but um, yeah, no, it was nice. It was, and you know, that was King's Meadow then. It'd be nice to go down and just you know see some of the old faces and you know, some of the sponsors as well. That'd be good. Yeah, I haven't had a chance yet. I said to you off record. Um, one of my good pals, Steve Salas, is involved. Um, I can't remember, I can't remember what capacity it is, but obviously he's like a development sort of. He's like a mind specialist, etc. Yeah. As well, and things like that. He works with the first team. Um, so he's, he's always saying to me, and I know he took his old teacher up there recently, Andy Marchant, to watch it and things like that. So he's always saying to me, come up and watch a game and things like that. So 
Um, one of my good friends, well, one of my best mates, played for Fulham and things like that. He's now an agent, and he's one of his lads played for you last year on loan from Brighton. Um, uh, Sanders, Saunders. It was it was Sanders, but also I know the um, the winger Max, uh, not Max, uh, not Max Sanders. Um, it's gone to the oh, hole now. Uh, yeah, uh, Longman. 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 Yeah, so he's always up. He's up there all the time, watching, watching you and things like that. So um, it's fortunate as well. You've got a youth team goalkeeper, Harry Griffiths, there. Um, last year, I was at I was at Horsham during the COVID period, and the goalkeeping coach wasn't there. So I took a couple of goalkeeping sessions and then got him a trial. I phoned up Mike Hamilton, came in, and then you've offered him. He went left a little bit. He had a choice to go to yourselves, Palace. And then he had decided to go with yourself. So he's actually in the youth team as well. So I still speak to him just via text and things like that to see how he's getting on. So um yeah, I will definitely get up there one day, but obviously with the with the football, myself still doing the football means like, hey, just yeah. trying to find trying to find the time sometimes. But obviously you'd love to see the new ground and see what it's like. It looks it looks amazing, doesn't it? Been on the outside, been outside, but not not. Oh, it's it's just it's it's different gravy from Kings Meadow. It's just unreal. We got a massive fan zone. There's a bar there, like a pub called the uh, Phoenix, Uh, and this is what we said: if 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 it weren't for because I think at the moment COVID, there's the red zones, so the the players wouldn't be able to go near the tunnels or anything like that because it'd be too many. But with uh, once COVID's finished, which hopefully will be soon. I'd love all of you to come down, like get every single player to come down, come onto the pitch, get the heroes welcome that you all deserve. Because as I said, it it was such a quick rise. And when you do get released, it's literally you're gone. And especially in non-league, you know, there's quite a big turnover of players. So one comes in, one's gone. But yeah, I, I think the fans would love, especially like myself who, who watched the CCL days and loved every minute of it, would love to get you back down, buy you a beer and stuff like that. I think I don't, as you said earlier, Ross, it was like you were treated like kings. I think if you came down now, you'd be treated like kings again. Because the we are regret, one of the biggest regrets I had, obviously we were lucky. We had a couple of, or one training session with Dave. Um, but I missed the last game of the season. My best mate, I, I'd already known, my best mate I played for Lewis for, things like that, he um, got married to me and he stag do. So you played AFC Wimbledon and got presented with the trophy, I think it was, on the pitch. I think you're 1-0 down and 1-2-1. And as the last game, that was the last game of the CCL, etc. So I wasn't there, so I didn't get a chance to really. Do you know what I mean, sort of like mm. we won the league. Don't get me wrong, we won the league, but the actual trophy being given and things like that, and the night out after, even though do you know what I mean, I was, I was down in Newquay having a good good laugh with my mates. <laughs> do you know what I mean, I, I also wanted to. Do you know what I mean, it was part of me that wanted yeah. to be there, etc. So especially after experiencing what happened with um, the cup. So to give you the, the year before, obviously we won, we won the double with with Dean, and we played North Green. We played someone at Woking as well. We scored in the twentieth second, won one nil. There must have been a hundred people there in the cup final. So the, the the season after, to get whatever it was, four, five, six, or thousand people in that in that ground, were just like, well, this is worlds apart, absolute worlds apart. It is so. So yeah, so. That, that's one of my probably biggest regrets. Obviously, that at the time at the club, that because of condition, I've never really missed a game from football for anything else. I wouldn't usually do that because it's my best mate stag do. I just couldn't get away with it. Yeah. So, to be fair, um, that's, that sounds like quite a lot of fine money that should have gone in the pot. Like, <laughs> well, I've been I've got released after. As <laughs> 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 I said, we'd love to get as many women, like AFC women players down to the ground, but it's just hard at the moment. But 
before we wrap up, because we've got a few minutes left, just want to say, uh, what would be your one memory of playing for AFC Wimbledon? Your one that you 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 speak to your family about, your kid, you're going to go with your kids about the best memory that you had playing for AFC Wimbledon. No first one. I'd say the cup final, just just the the whole event of the cup final, and we were quite fortunate as well. Like you say, you had, you had um, funny enough, I was a Liverpool fan. I am a Liverpool fan, so so sorry, but we um that day, obviously the FA Cup final. I can remember where I was sitting in the FA Cup final when he scored the header, uh, Laurie Sanchez, and that day we got presented to Laurie Sanchez um, before the cup final. Yep. Um, so he was there that day as well. Do you know what I mean? And, and uh, so obviously somebody's had such a big impact on the club in such a massive environment. You just think that's going to continue. You do. And unfortunately, for for the two of us sitting here, it, it didn't on a regular regular basis. Do you know what I mean? From that sort of thing. So to play in front of that many people in what it was really a, a county league league cup. But you just said you treated it like your FA Cup final. It was just ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. If I tell people now, they just don't believe me. They won't. They won't say no. I'm not having that. I said truthfully, the average crowd at home was like three and a half thousand, and I said away games we get fifteen hundred, probably to two thousand all the time. My first game, my first proper game, I started. Why did you didn't start? I was on the bench. Matty Martin started, and we played Hartley Whitney away, and I came in at half time. Because um, they were peppering it in, obviously, I was a big difference. It was like mini me, sort of, mate. Like, <laughs> like, it was like, the same person, but bigger, really. Sort of, so. They could fit in your goalkeeping glove bag, couldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> but so we were just like, we, yeah, we were just like, we were just like cloned of each other, just like a stretched out version of Matty I was. And so I got brought on second half. And I was, even that, as I could say now, it's obviously gone on to be quite a big, bigger club now in the Southern League and things like that. But at the time, it was just a small, Combined Counties Club and it was like a village club and it was just absolutely mobbed around the whole way. And like the first game, just like wow, wow, this is. I mean, I actually went out that that night back in Brighton. And they sold it. Do you pay to that? I said, yeah, yeah, I've just joined in. They were like, oh, what's this then? I told them. They're just like, really, really? There's like fifteen hundred people there. I was like, yeah, it's just ridiculous. So <laughs> I, I don't think that you can comprehend it unless you're a part of it, especially yeah. at that stage as well. When you get to conference yeah. south, and that's quite. Not normal, but you get some big crowds into big clubs. But to get it from the start, from combined counties, yeah, it's, it's pretty surreal, really. And I think you special. just have to appreciate, yeah, you have to appreciate that you were part of the start of a journey and uh, appreciate that no matter how long it was, short it was, you have to appreciate the times that you had there, really. So true. So true. I mean, for me, it was the um, when it was started to get serious and we were competing it was uh the afc wimbledon game against afc wallingford at home um you know it was the it was the noise from the sponsors that day pisser or PSA. <laughs> and then uh just just um the, the fact that we were we were up for it and it was it was a dogs at war game it was like we we knew what it meant wallingford shane smoking was playing for them they had some quality um, and they were all in, and they 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 had a little bit of nastiness as well. Yeah. And we knew we had to we knew we had to mix it. We had to play, and we had to keep the ball, and we had to do a lot of things. And uh, that day it was like, if we don't win this, what's the point? And it was just it was, the noise was incredible, and uh, we won three two, and, and the place was bouncing afterwards. And I think everyone joined in, and uh, and a mate of mine, Stuart Hart, who I think I 
think he was playing for either Farnborough Town or Aldershot Town that day. And he's bombed his lot off and came straight up to celebrate with us afterwards. So he's got his Farnborough Town taxi on in the, in the, in the bar with everyone. So people going, who's he? It was like, he's part <laughs> of us. So, uh, you know, it was, it was just it was just great that the fact that we could, instead of, there was a players bar, there was a fans bar, but we all came together. We did the man of the match shouts or whatever it was yeah. in, in front of everyone at that time. And, uh, you know, you, you wouldn't get that nowadays, but the, the fact we, was at that point, it was... We're all in it together, and look, this is the first. This is the major club that we've got to play against. This is our first obstacle, and we've done it today. And we, and that was that was the point where it's like, right, you know what, we've got something. Now, I give it to. We still try and do that with the man of match. We still try and yeah, bring brilliant. bring the man of match out in front of the the, the fans, so then he can get his man of match. Because we've we've not even touched on like games like Chips did at home, the first Tuesday night game where people were queuing around the block to get in. Sandhurst away, the first ever game that we played yeah, yeah, where yeah. we broke, broke the barrier. Uh, from a personal point of view, I just want to say thank you to you lot and everyone who played in them times because at that time, we'd had our club stolen. We'd had no club to support. Our love of the game, most Wimbledon fans, was pretty much gone. But then watching you lot in the Combine Counties just brought the love of football back. And it's one of, it's one of my best memories of football and I've been watching football now 40 years the Combine Counties Leagues and playing teams like Westfield and you're getting loads of stick from your mates who support Arsenal's and all that going, like, why are you, what, who is this team Westfield and Merstons and, and you're just like, come and have cheese, a look. Cheese rolls. Come, come and, come and watch it and you have a, and they literally, we had days out where we took mini, we took red buses to cup games. We dressed a fancy dress. I remember one game I was dressed as an emu and it was down yeah. down south somewhere. And the guy had been at the club for 70 years. He was retiring. I was chasing him around just as an <laughs> emu, pe- pecking him as he was doing his lap, his uh, honour. They, they, they were doing a guard for him. And I was coming down, pecking him as he was walking down it. But yeah, no, a pre- we, we as Wimbledon fans, I think we we really do appreciate everything that you lot. Uh, Herne Bay as well. Remember the Herne Bay game? That was a, that was a quality time. Well, that, yeah, that got a bit tasty after <clears> as well. So this is the funniest thing about AFC Wimbledon is it always got a little bit tasty because a lot of clubs were jealous of what we had. So we've got, there's clubs who still have us as their main rivals, even though we're in league, like Hampton and Richmond can't stand us. Uh, There's a couple others. Walton Hersham, they were another one who couldn't stand us. And I'll tell you why. My wife, her father was a Wimbledon player and she was so obviously we'd always look at the Surrey Informer or the Surrey Comet or whatever it was. And it was always Kingstonian back page, always Kingstonian time. But we dominated that. We dominated that back page. We dominated the South London press, weirdly, even though it covers Crystal Palace and everything. Else. We, we were about it. So it was like stories of Danny Oakins and, and what we're doing in the, the common counties as opposed to what's happening in the Premier League. And obviously Kingstonian, they weren't getting any write-ups, which, you know, Pictures of us on the back pages, and you know, that, that I think maybe some of the jealousy was why, why, why are they getting all the attention? You know? I'll tell you a funny story. So, this is like you know what players are like. So, the year after I say mm-hmm. I left there, I played for Ringwood. We actually played Kingstonian at Kings Meadow in the FA Cup. And um, so I was telling my mate, I said, well, What's it like? I said, Oh, the pitch is unbelievable, ground unbelievable. You'll just love playing here and things like that. Some of the lads, and they were like, Right, okay, yeah, no problem. So, uh, Pulled up, so blo- I got out of the car. There's like three of us, three or four of us in the car. We used to travel together. Blokes got out of the car. He said, "Oh hi, Ross." And I was like, "Oh hi, mate. You're right." And he went, um, "Could you just sign this for me, please?" 
was like, yeah, he's got, he's got, he's got an old sort of combined county shirt, signed it. He said, I said, oh, what, you're watching the game? He went, no, 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 I'm going off to watch AFC Wimbledon now. He said, but I knew you, I saw that you were playing for Wingma. He said, against Kingstonian. And he said, you're one of the only ones who hasn't signed my shirt. That's so amazing. I was like, oh, yeah, nice to meet you and things like that. Thanks very much. I walked off. I've got a merciful stick from my mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, like. How big time are you? I'm like, oh, my God. I like, <laughs> walked in there. He went, he just been signing autographs outside. I was like, oh, but I said, it's only one person. He went, no, he came to meet him especially. And I was like laughing. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was only like after, like you say, you hearing your kind words about everyone who played for the club at that time, etc. But that that just reminded me of it just then. I was just thinking, oh my god, I've always remember I've got so much stick from him. It's ridiculous. But yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you, no. say, you just say jealousy is a curse. We we had so much like Chesham <laughs> Hook. We had we had a lot of grief at Chesham Hook when we played there. Hamp Walton and Hersham was one. There was so much. Everyone used to hate Wimbledon because Merston was good because they embraced it. The teams embraced it and they put the money back into the clubs that are doing well. They're thriving. But some clubs, they just hated us coming down and they, they hated the fact that we could nick their players or we could take <coughs> 2,000 to their home which I don't get. We were spending fortunes at these clubs as well. It was it was madness to me. But Well, Hart- Hartley were new good enough, so I went to play for Hartley Whitney afterwards because Danny Roberts, you know, he, that's where he was from originally and everything else. And, but because of quite a few of our friends played for Hartley Whitney in the first season of, C- of, of the CCL, <clears throat> the first game that they had away, they'd join us. And uh, all the Hartley Whitney boys came out with us and we all went into Kingston afterwards. So it was like AFC Wimbledon squad and Hartley Whitney went to what's it, uh, McCluskey's, you know, on, on the bridge. <laughs> so we all ended up in there. And uh, what was funny was um, all the boys from Hampshire was like, how are we going to get home? <laughs> no idea how to go get home. The middle of Kingston, the middle of light. So uh, yeah, like expensive taxi rides for them. It was mad back in the you look. You lot were treated like celebrities in women. You you were AFC Wimbledon first team, and you were just to us as big as say walk, Chelsea players walking down the street. And then I'd see someone in like Morrison's saying, "Go oh, look." Sandy, like my mate, oh, look, there's Andy Sullivan over there, and she's like, Leave him alone, he's shopping. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> So I saw James Shea the other day shopping. I thought, Where we were, I've been uh, late, so I was like, Oh, that's James Shea. My missus like, Just leave him alone. Look, he's just, I was like, Yeah, but he's a woman, like, he's a woman, he's she's like, Leave it alone. What a, no, what, and what a nice lad he is. He, um, yeah. So when he played for Dave, I was we were at Whitehall well, Corn Lewis, I was assistant manager, and we went to play them. I was with Lewis, and I remember I was a goalkeeping coach at Lewis at the time, and he probably before he joined you guys, he'd been released by Arsenal and he was training with them. And Dave got him there to train through Tony Roberts. Oh my god, this day I had to literally walk on the pitch after and shake his hand. And like, I actually put my arms around him and gave him a cuddle. I went, That's probably one of the best goalkeeping performances I've ever seen because he belies his size. He's not the biggest, is he? No, he's like Zebedee. Mm. He was like literally, he, he was putting off save like Gordon Banks and everything. He was just <laughs> ridiculous this day. He was, and I said, He knew. He, knew, he played in the same Arsenal team as a lad who lives in my local village. And I said, oh, I know uh, this lad. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, nice lad. And he said, oh, thanks very much. He was just so humble. Thanks very much for taking the time to come and speak to me. He said, um, the fact that you were a goalkeeper as well, he said, that means a lot to me. Things like, mm. And I've always kept on, uh, I mean, uh, I was, it, what, well, what a goalkeeper he was, do you know what I mean? So, Yeah, I think he'd have, I think he'd have gone on to big things if, if he was a little bit taller, I think. Because goalkeepers, yeah. they just because of the size nowadays, they just get overlooked. And I think he was, yeah, he was brilliant for us. And then he went on. So I think he's still at Luton. He done really well at Luton as well. So quite boys. I think uh, I think we've done our time tonight. I could literally talk to you two forever. Mm-hmm. To be fair, with regards to AFC Wimbledon, 
or some of the stories. You didn't really let us into too much to the dark, dark stories, but <laughs> some of the listeners. Our memory's not as good as it used to be. It's 20 years ago. <laughs> I, I, I forget. I, I forget it was 20 years I ago. I can't believe it's 20 years next year. Yeah. So, and also self preservation for some of those boys. So we can't, you know, can't let it out of the bag. You should probably try and do, should probably try and do that next year. You should probably try and like, say May or something. Actually, try and get like, years, yeah, get a reunion to, to do it. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, when, when when it was announced that AFC was, yeah. Do you reckon you boys could keep up now, like you <coughs> did twenty years ago? Yeah, yeah. Ah, Ross is up. I don't know about Sally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking my water at the moment. He's got a, red, a glass of red wine in his hand. So. Oh, Ross is well up for it. Uh, Sally looked a little bit sheepish then, but boys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks. Yeah, thanks very much for joining me. Uh, yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks very much. That was great. Thanks very much for having us. Good to see you both. Take care. And you, Ross. Cheers, take care. Cheers, Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Wombles Dream and on Facebook at the Wombles Had a Dream. Get involved. By the fans, for the fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.